This is Overdrive Radio, and I'm Todd Dills. Independent step deck owner Joey Slaughter gave a talk at the Expedite Expo last month in Lexington, Kentucky. His talk centered on the wide variety of smartphone apps that are available to make life and business out on the road less of a situation illustrated by his lead picture in the presentation. In it, a lone rig on a highway sits under an illuminated road sign alerting icy winter conditions ahead. It's clearly a shot from out west somewhere, the Rockies looming large and white-capped in the distance. Dynamic road signs are one thing, but without much more than that, drivers flying blind into the unknown. With your smartphone today, though, you've got access to real-time radar, to real-time traffic, to information on dock locations and procedures, loads, of course, through broker apps and boards, and so very much more. I talked a bit to Slaughter afterward, and much of our talk follows, touching on his strategies around broker and freight agent relationships, his plan for the ELD mandate, he's still on paper, the fuel card of the National Association of Small Trucking Companies, which he uses, where he's a member, and more. I started, though, by asking him to run back through an anecdote from his presentation, illustrating a situation where mobile technology eliminated quite a bit of hassle and danger on the way west nearing Flagstaff in Arizona last March. Uh, I took a lot of screenshots on a load that I went from North Carolina to Las Vegas. And I took screenshots of the apps when I used them and how I used them. Because I knew I was going to be giving this talk here at the Expeditors Expo. So what I did, I, I wasn't expecting to encounter any bad weather on 40 all the way across. But sure enough, getting in Arizona, Late February, early March, it was a blizzard happening, and I and I was I first was notified of it. But I saw some chances of snow in my weather bug app, but I I thought it'd be no big deal. Right. But I kept uh, seeing trucks uh, head my way that were just covered in heavy snow. Right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, something's going on ahead of me. And I pulled over and checked the road ahead with the apps. Where were you exactly? That was uh, around Winslow, Arizona, okay. standing on the corner there. Yeah, it's you know heard that in the Eagle song, <laughs> but short of Flagstaff and uh, got on start getting my iPad fired up, looking at the apps ahead. Yeah. I mean, looking at the weather ahead, and uh, saw there was a big blizzard going on in Flagstaff. So I stopped, and of course, and I had time built into the trip, so there was no need to go get wrapped up in that. Right. One of the most dangerous times to be on the road is right when the snow starts falling. That's before it's, the, uh, the snow plows can get out, people are scrambling to get home. Right. So I don't want to be on the road during that time. Right. So I waited and I watched the storm. And uh, Didn't it just kind of hover there? Over yeah, there? it just stayed right in place. Yeah. They ended up getting pounded with about 17 inches of snow. It, it, the clouds don't move off that mountain. They just stay right there and dump snow. Right. So if you within 30 miles of Flagstaff on both sides, the roads dry and uh, or wet at least, and it's, it was no freezing. Yeah. How, how what was the weather like where you were? It was pretty. It was nice, about right? almost 55 or 60 degrees oh, yeah. and raining. Right. It's crazy. That's that's the changes in elevation, which right. you know brings all kinds of changes in weather. But I, like I said, I used technology to know what was ahead of me, right. and uh, I stopped short and. There's another driver that was with me. We were both going to Las Vegas for this shipper, and he was driving blind. And when I say driving blind, 
I mean, he didn't use technology. He didn't have a smartphone. Right. He drove right into the storm. And when we got to Las Vegas, he told me about how bad it was. And right. he did five miles an hour for hours trying to get through all that mess. All right. By me waiting, um, I was able to see through Google Maps and some of the other apps I use how fast traffic was moving. I could tap into Arizona DOT traffic cams and actually see the road. Right. It was ahead of me 80 miles or 90 miles away. Yeah, those are uh, Arizona Department of Transportation. They they have uh, yeah they host these and they and they share them out a lot. I've noticed on Twitter as well. Yeah, that's where I saw it was on Twitter yeah, actually. Yeah. I just used the hashtag uh, I think Arizona or Flagstaff and found the uh, webcams that were right. high above the interstate and you could see the snow on the roads. And right. Check in and see how that was going. You could see the. Uh, how improved too over a few hours when the snow plows. It's just good information to have that right, right. I can utilize or see way ahead of me what's sure. going on. Didn't you? Uh, didn't you actually uh, communicate with somebody on uh, Twitter yeah. about uh, about the road ahead? Yeah, the next was, morning. Yeah, wasn't? yeah. The next morning, the roads looked pretty good. I, I searched again the hashtag Flagstaff, and it was a guy uh, just going to work, commuting to work in his in his car took some pictures out the window and said the roads were good, just just heavy yeah. traffic during rush hour. Right. And I tweeted him and and he, he responded back. It's like a long range CB transmission. Right, right. He's just sitting there in the traffic. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like not moving. he said, no, the roads are fine. He's just backed up due to uh, yeah. traffic. So that let me know, okay, I'm ready to go. I've got an, I had an extra day built into the trip you know, I'm not going to take a chance unnecessarily. Right. And when I got to Flagstaff, the roads were fine. Right. And I just saw uh, trucks after truck laying over in a ditch. And I thought, wow, what, what a waste. Yes. They, they thought they really had to get over that mountain. Yeah. And, and in the end, they didn't even get their load delivered. It was, in, uh, it was this year, right? Yeah, it March. was this, yeah, first of March. Right. Right. That was a uh, load of... Uh, drilling equipment for the uh, Con Ag, I think it's called a uh, construction show they yeah, run in Vegas. Yeah. It's one of the biggest uh, trade shows in the world. Yeah. I think they do it every three years because it's so big. Right. And uh, we were taking equipment out there for display for this company. Okay. You guys have it tarped? And no, no, it was uh, it was all uh, equipment. And when you get there, these they wash the equipment before it's entered into the uh, trade chest. It's a, it's, a, it's a whole process that takes a long time. Wow. Because it was dirty from going through all the snow and stuff. Right. And you get there, that's one of the uh, in-processing deals you have to deal with is they wash the equipment while it's on your trailer. Um, you know, in, in terms of uh, other apps and, and such um, that you use for, uh, for other purposes, uh, you know, what uh, What's been kind of the best help in terms of business, I guess? Uh, loads, uh, uh, finances, other things. The Google Maps and the uh, apps that I've used to navigate really helped me a lot in business because they saved me time and money sure, yeah. in mileage. I can, get, I can go the shortest way. I can go the quickest way because right. with those, t those apps, I can see real-time traffic information. And by saving uh, time and, and fuel, it's saving me money, you know, as sure, far as business. Sure. 
then I'm able to do so many things mobile now with banking, right. bank deposits, transferring of funds, paying bills. You know, I, I can get so much paperwork done on the road that I used to uh, have to wait till I got home right. and catch up. And now when I get home, I'm pretty much caught up and I don't have to spend the first day home in the office. Right, sitting there on the computer. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's current because I, I was able to do it with mobile technology. Great. Which makes your your time at home more valuable because you can take care of things and do things you want to do. Slaughter's been around the trucking business for decades as a driver from the early 1990s on, then going independent as a hotshot car hauler with a three-car trailer to start. I'm a step-neck owner operator and I've been driving since 1992 that I, I became an owner operator in 2010. First is a car hauler, and I started with hot shots, and uh, then I moved my way up to a full-size car hauler, and I ended up with, now I'm in the step deck business, and I've been doing that for a few years. And you part of the team, Team Run Smart, uh, that came along, what year? 2012, yeah, I've been privileged to be a part of that. Yeah. One of five industry, uh, nationwide, they call us pros. <laughs> but we're not by any means uh, the, the smartest people in the world, but we've got a lot of experience between the five of us in uh, yeah. being owner-operators and different aspects of truck and different sure. sectors of the uh, industry, and we, we're able to write about it weekly on the blog, teamrunsmart.com, and you know, keep people informed of what we're doing and keeping people abreast of the newest changes, hopefully. Yeah. You guys go to industry events like this and do various things. Yeah, yeah. You know, got the uh, uh, pre-trip challenge going on out here. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell me a little bit about that. That's uh, it's a straight truck that was donated by Freightliner, uh, one of the dealerships in the area, that uh, donated for this, this uh, inspection we're doing uh, Bob Caffey is uh, he's another team run smart pro him and a friend put probably thir up to 30 uh, deficiencies on this truck for people to find hopefully you won't find a truck in that bad of shape but we did it just to get people and we give them only 10 minutes you only get 10 minutes to find as many as you can right start you know at the beginning and, and hopefully you can get around to the end of the truck before the 10 minutes is up but usually not because there's so many deficiencies that are planted right. and uh, but we've had some people uh, do very well surprisingly because yeah. one of them was a fleet owner who doesn't spend a lot of time behind the wheel anymore he's he just owns four or five trucks and right. drives occasionally but in my experience with the people I judged yesterday he did the best out of anyone well, how many uh, how many of the things did he find? He found uh, probably 25 out of okay. 30. Yeah, that is that's pretty good. Yeah, I was really impressed. At the end of the pre-trip challenge, the winner ended up finding, if my memory is serving me, 27 of the total defects. Not bad. I asked Slaughter a little more about his use of mobile technology when it comes to loads. I'm doing all my hauling uh, through uh, load boards, through brokers, and. Uh, no direct customers. I don't even want direct customers. Okay. I want to be able to have flexibility to go anywhere I want and work when I want to work, not people calling me. 
catch up. But I've got uh, a few brokers that I deal with a lot, yeah. and I've developed good relationships with them, and then I, that I trust. And I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of independents that they've not gotten paid always, and that's and that's tough. And I've, I tell them I've gotten every dollar ever owed to me, which is kind of unusual yeah, when sure. you're dealing with a lot of brokers. But I've had to fight a couple times to get to get paid, but. I've got every dollar ever owed to me, and that's saying a lot when you're dealing with third-party brokers. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a t sort of a testament to that approach of kind of making good relationships yeah. with uh, a right. few that you know. So, yeah. so uh, you know, at at some of these brokerages, are you just dealing with one particular person? Usually, a, usually, yeah. 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 Usually, I'll stay with uh, an agent or a, a representative that I I like to do that deal with the same people I know. I, I like to have relationships and uh, right. instead of being a number on a phone or something like that. Right, right. Makes a difference. You do have some of the some of these brokers, uh, some of them do have apps on smartphones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, how often are you using, using those? Um, I'll use them every time I'm out because those brokers will use uh, advertised freight internally first okay. for their uh, approved carriers because yeah. if you're not an approved carrier you have to go through an approval process sure. it takes a while some yeah. some longer than others so they want to see if they can uh, move the freight internally through an approved carrier first and I get I assume they have a time period if it doesn't get any bites they'll uh, put it out on the tr the big load boards for the you know right. load truckstop.com or DAT or right. some of the other ones right so in who has these? A like coyote, um, like C H Robinson, okay, the big right. ones, yeah. Landstar, yeah. uh, ATS. Uh, okay. Yeah, the big boys the usually. Big guys, yeah. yeah. Um, you using anybody in particular that's uh, that's smaller that um, that has an app, or that even it, or that that works with technology in any way. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I do. It's been it's some great small brokerages out there that I found out and worked worked with, and uh, and you find out it's not necessarily the brokerage that's so that's uh, that's so reputable. It's the people that work for them. Some of those uh, freight agents, I've worked with one. He's been with a few companies, sure. but he brings his he takes his freight, his book of business with him wherever he goes. Yeah. So I've pulled uh, an example is a Massey Ferguson uh, tra agriculture tractor on the East Coast that I've worked. I've pulled those loads for a certain guy, and he I've pulled loads for him when, through three different brokers. Okay. Three different broker com companies that he wor that he was associated with. Right. So he takes the freight wherever he goes. Sure. Now he's at a smaller company, and uh, still de dealing with the same guy. Yeah. See that. That kind of that kind of thing. It's great when you can find make those uh, those relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. But you still need the uh, the company to uh, back him because they're the ones writing the paychecks. Yeah. And if if they can't be trusted, uh, you know, the broker's not paying me out of his checking account. It's coming out of the uh, yeah. the company that he's an agent for. Sure. So it, it does need to be someone that has a good record. 
Right. Do you use uh, Do you use a fuel card at all? Or yeah, you, I do. Yeah, what, what is it? Uh, it's a Fleet One card. I get okay. through Nastic. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. The, the Nastic program. Nastic, yeah, Nastic program. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Huh? Yeah, I, it is. What? Uh, how big are the discounts? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, on average. I, I say the first year I got the card, I wanted to make sure that it was saving me money, and I quit. I quit keeping up with it because I, yeah. within six months, I'd saved uh, almost a thousand dollars. Are you using ELD? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of holding off, waiting on the uh, OIDA challenge to see if anything came up with that, and I know that that fell through. And uh, looks like it's nothing stopping me. But I'm gonna go with Big Road okay. because uh, I'm a, like I said, I'm a proud member of Nastic, and that's the ELD company they've aligned with, and they okay. recommend, and I get the benefit of uh, uh, getting the service without a subscription. I can just pay by the month oh, uh, wow. as a Nastic member, so that's why I'm interested in that without having to. Uh, so you know, commit you, to a yearly contract. Oh, okay. So you don't have to. You, you can just do it by the month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't. You don't have to like uh, give them the give them the full year kind of deal. Right. See. A lot of a lot of different stuff out there. And hey, you know, you never know. Something may happen with the ELDs, and we might not have to have them. But I'm still <laughs> holding my breath for a, uh, an extension, maybe. Yeah. And that's another thing with Big Road. They offer the. Uh, I think it's the uh, EOBR. The the mo the AOBRD. Oh, uh, yeah. thank you, thank yeah. you. That uh, that option where you can operate the ELD in that mode, which is it gives the owner operator a little more flexibility. Yep. And and we're allowed to have that for two years yep. uh, to 2019. Yeah. And it makes it a slower transition for me. Yeah. Instead of going from paper logs to ELD. It's not and it's not that. There's not much difference not much. to it. It didn't look like it. Yeah. Yeah. And have you used Big Road app at all? Or are you just doing paper? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> I need. I told myself the, the summer, which it's summer right now. It's July. Yeah. That I was gonna uh, start transitioning or get me ELD or e AOBRD uh, by summer if nothing was holding up the ELD. Uh, Order and it doesn't appear that that it is. Right. You thinking about getting like a dedicated? Uh, no, I, I never considered that until uh, I was reading some forums, probably on your website, where some of the other drivers were bringing up the uh, that the uh, the problem they had with surrendering their personal phone. You know, to the, they want to inspect Right, right. Yeah. Giving you personal information and, uh, that they would have possession of, and that's just not a good course to yeah. follow out of. I agree with that. Yeah. I think there are some things that some of these makers could do, and I think I know one is the 120. Yeah. Uh, they have an ELD that is uh, humorously called FELD. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they, their roadside inspection mode, like if, if, the, if the officer's going to use the display to check, and, you know, there's, there's all these data transfer protocols that are going to be in place at some point, uh, they say. But uh, if the officer in that app is going to use the display, he has to have the password to get out of it. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? So he so he can't go anywhere else in uh -huh. your phone unless 
unless you give them do that so that's that's a way like to seems like something it's something easy that a lot of these app developers could build into their stuff but something to look for yeah privacy is important yeah